Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
CD, Frontier. That's Goodbye Gravity by Mary Kay to kick things off on this Thursday. And from Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me socially distancing in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning from hot, hot, hot Albuquerque. How you doing, Gary? I am hot, hot, hot here in Tennessee. We're hitting the <laughs> 90s with all the humidity that goes along with it for the south. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> warm. Pretty warm. Yeah. So we're in the we're almost at 100 um right now and then the next 3 days are supposed to be record busting um three digit, you know, temps. So wow. So welcome to Albuquerque. <laughs> wow. Wow. I just checked the temperature here. It's 88, but it's on its way up today. So it's going to be another hot one, whether you're in Albuquerque or whether you're in Nashville, Tennessee. Doesn't make any difference. There's a heat wave coming. <laughs> well, COVID-19 has canceled another event. And so just announced was the fact that the IWMA is canceling their convention until 2021 so what do you think about that well you know there's um you know there's it's so complex in how i feel about it um of course living right here in albuquerque the wonderful thing is um we wouldn't have to self-quarantine you know we'd we'd (laughs) we'd be right (laughs) here but new mexico you know new mexico is also Um, we're seeing an increase in cases again, I believe. And even though, um, you know, we're, we're able to be out a bit more freely, um, than before, there's just so many pieces that go into this. What's so interesting, you know, balloon fiesta, international balloon fiesta was also canceled. Um, that's a huge event for us here in October, but what's interesting is out on the Balloon Fiesta uh, Park, you know, the land is a huge, huge piece of ground. They're putting up an outdoor movie theater and really? um, they're going to start showing. Yeah, it's sort of like Back to the Future. There's drive in movie things uh, popping up all over town. Um, there's um, I-, I saw on CBS this morning that Alan Jackson performed. I don't know where that was. Very cool. Twelve thousand people came. And it was an outdoor event, and everybody was in their car and on top yeah. of their car, and they were social yeah. distancing kind of, you know, between cars. And so I think what we're going to see is this continuation of, you know, we got to have our entertainment. And uh, really interesting how um, people are, you know, taking seats out of theaters, you know, live theaters, so we can continue. And it's just um, – it, you know, it, it's a, it's just interesting. <laughs> it's a new it's way of doing things. Yeah, new new yeah. way of doing things. And there are a lot of those drive-in concerts that are going on right now all across the country. So I think that's a good way yeah. for performers to be able to continue to perform and entertain and for the audiences to be able to enjoy their their favorite artists. So that's, that is a good mm-hmm. thing. We yeah. have yeah. an exciting show today. So tell us who our first guest is. Oh, she's been on my bucket list a long time. Abby Payne is standing by, and um, and we're eager to get her on the air. All right, so we're looking forward to talking with Abby and finding out more about this young performer. 
And then in the second hour of the show on Saddle of America, our good friend Mr. Robert Eversole is going to be with us. And he always has great tips. And as Bobby knows, he has big tales to tell, too. So it's going to be a good show today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, on the Campfire Cafe, and then again on Saddle Up America following that. But right now, let's listen to a great song by Miss Abby Payne. It's one called Two-Seated Saddle. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Abby today on the Campfire Cafe. Hidden Trail. 
Please welcome to Campfire Cafe an extremely talented multi-instrumentalist known for her gifted ability in harmony and being pitch perfect, Abby Payne. Welcome, Abby. Hello. I'm so glad to be on this morning or this afternoon, actually, I guess. <laughs> yeah, where you are. Or yeah. <laughs> could, could be tomorrow if you're listening in Australia. So that's kind of a cool thing. Oh, yeah. So how are you doing, young lady? I'm doing good. Uh, COVID has canceled a lot of things that I really wanted to do this summer, and um, but I'm I'm learning to get used to it. I'm learning to work my way around things. I'm trying to do more lives on on Facebook so people can still, you know, listen in and listen to me sing and and perform. But you know, it just it's it's been okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a different way of doing things, but it looks like it's going to be with us for a little while. But uh, so I had a question for you. How did you get okay. started? I know that you were at the Cowtown Opry, but how did your interest in music get started? Well, I've always loved music. I've always sang music. I've always, um, um, you know, my favorite part of a TV show is a theme song. And um, <laughs> I just, I've always, I've just always enjoyed music. And I, I was a very, very shy kid and I didn't, my parents actually really wanted me to break out of that and, and learn how to be, I like you used to not be able to talk to me. I'd hide behind my parents. I wouldn't, I would never actually go up to somebody and introduce myself. And, and I needed something to learn how to be more social with other people, but also yeah. something that I loved. So I, I started singing and I started doing that. And um, I, it was very, very hard at first. I, I, it, I don't I don't know how I did it, but I eventually just got over it, and I really the reward of of singing is so much is so much better than the than the disappointment of not talking to anybody, the disappointment of of not sharing information, just sharing a moment with somebody. So I think singing really helped me break out of that shell. Well, that is cool. That is cool. Of course, Bobby Jean has never had the problem of being bashful talking to people, but. Um, <laughs> Hey, oh, how did you get? I how did, a period where I was, yeah. <laughs> did you really? I'd be yeah. hard to believe that. But yeah, how did your interest in Western music come about? Um, I I didn't. At first, I was more into Western swing, and um, well, first it was it was more Western swing and traditional, um, country, that era of music. But I I want um at at one point I really got. Not not tired of it because I'll always love Western swing, traditional country, and I love a lot of types of music. But I was starting to feel like I was doing the same thing over and over again. Uh huh. And I I started just to feel like I I wanted to branch out and do something different, and and that felt more like I had more of a payoff from it, like that I could feel like I could touch people's hearts more. And so yeah. Western music, I feel like with stories, all the story songs that are out there. I definitely feel like I can I can speak to people more through story music than just songs that that are just toe tapping or you know you want to get up and dance. I feel like story songs bring more of a of a, um of just something interesting about you that you can do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get involved with the Cowtown Opry? Um that was through my mom through with through with um wanting to break out of my shell and we wanted something I'm 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 a very private person and I don't like to 
I, we wanted just something age appropriate for me and something that wasn't uh-huh. going to make me seem like I was trying to be older than I was. And I was only 11 or 12 at the time. And we decided that Catan Opry was a really good idea because it, 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 it was the Buckaroo program was for young kids and it was going to teach us good um, musicianship and just everything that you want a kid to be a part of that isn't, that isn't bad for them. So. Yeah, well, it would be kind of difficult to talk about broken-hearted love affairs at 11 years old. So <laughs> right, I, I, think, right. <laughs> I think that was a good choice. I think that was a good choice. Well, we're going to listen to another song from the great CD, Along the Hidden Trail. It's one called Someday Soon. How did you select this song for the CD? Well, um, uh, we were kind of just going through songs at this point, and um, I heard this song, you know, on, on Willie's Roadhouse a lot in Prime Country because Susie Bogus um, recorded it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I, I I love a lot of her music anyways. And she had also done Night Riders on Men, which was on my first EP. And so I I decided that, I wanted to do something that she had done as well. And so I also, I just love the story behind it or the, the story that's in it um, more or less, you know, how her parents like, you know, why would you want to run off with this rodeo dude? Come on, like, let's, <laughs> let's come back home. And I feel like that's how my parents would react if I wanted to do that too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a listen to the song and we're going to come back and talk more with Abby Payne in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe.
Someday Soon, performed by Abby Payne from her brand-new CD, A Hidden Trail. Um, Abby, I'm so happy to have you on the show. <laughs> um, as I look at the playlist uh, and, the, and the notes that go along with the CD, and I look at kind of some of the music that you've chosen, of course, Someday Soon by Ian Tyson, um, and as you mentioned, Susie Boggess kind of making it, um, bringing it really to the public attention Several years ago, mm-hmm. you have you have chosen songs written by wonderful songwriters, and I noticed that you've chosen two um, by Joyce Woodson, who of course is a dear friend from California. Why don't you talk a little bit about um, Joyce and maybe um, how has she been a mentor, and and how did you choose those, these two songs to be on the CD? Okay, so um, I actually didn't meet Joyce before I recorded Cheyenne a few years ago. Um, I had, I I knew I wanted to record that one, and so when we recorded it and we did it and and we sent Joyce back to back the finished product, she said she loved it. You know, I and I can't remember exact words, but it was along the lines of "Thank you for getting the story across in the song," and. Um, mm-hmm. I um I I recorded it there and then I actually met Joyce at the 2018 mm-hmm. IWMA. I think it was just WMA yeah. at that point. Maybe it was IWMA. But I met her there and I actually sang Cheyenne for her and she, you know, she was on in the front row of my showcase and that was just a very <laughs> special moment and she she recorded it on her camera and she said she loved it and we talked for a long time after that. And I, I'd really made, I, um, I guess a songwriter friend at that point. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then when I came to record this one, uh, she said, you know, ever reach out to me if you ever wanted to record any, any other one. And so I did. This was actually probably early 2019 when I reached out to her about this, and she, she sent me over five songs, and I, and I chose the Hidden Trail because oh. it was just such a different. It was just such a different feel than any um, any other song that I've heard before, and she just has such a great yes. writing yeah. style. Um, mm-hmm. And so I love I love the melody of this one too. Just the it's kind of obscure in a way, but it just works. Mm-hmm. It just works. So it has a haunting, um, not haunting in a bad way. Like a, it just stays mm-hmm. with you because you're right. It is such a unique mm-hmm. melody, and and her voice. Um, you know, what she does with this song, it's so cool that you've just made it your own. I think she's a remarkable mm-hmm. songwriter, and I'm so glad to see um, folks recording her music. Sometimes, you know, we don't record, it seems like y'all don't record music until that songwriter's no longer with us, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see people um, grabbing Joyce's work and, and others and making it their own. So I was happy to see two of her songs on your CD. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, well, let's Gary, take a take listen to a long, yeah, <laughs> let's listen to a long hidden trail and come back and talk more with Abby in just a moment.
Payne, Along the Hidden Trail by the album of the same name. Abby, obviously, you are a Joyce Woodson fan, but who else has influenced you in your music? Um, well, I uh I have I have two songs on here that actually Dan Lennon has done before as well. I feel like she's influenced my style and singing some and Kristen Harris has definitely influenced me. She is so she's so talented, so amazing and um I, I just have a I have a lot of influence in Western music and a lot of influences outside of Western music and um I feel like I'm definitely my own my own person now. I used to, you know, want to be like Kristen or like Mickey Daniel or, or people hot or, you know, known in the Western industry. But now that I'm coming out of my, I'm coming out of the woodworks and, and doing my own thing. I feel like I'm developing my own style and, and it, it's, it's really fun. It is fun. <laughs> it is. It is fun. <laughs> yeah. So outside of the Western music world, who, who are some of the influences? I know Susie Bogus probably is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like her. I I love I love a lot of George Strait music. That's I I love listening to George Strait. Um, I I just listened to so many people when I was younger. I, I like even outside of country music. I like the Eagles. I like um, Queen. I like. Um, trying, I'm trying to think here. I have so many. I can't pick. Give me um. <laughs> so we can we can look forward for something by Queen on your next CD, I guess. About time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, this is a fun album to listen to. It's called Along the Hidden Trail, and uh, the next song that we're going to get to is one called Jingle Bob Music. So. There's a lot of variety in the CD as well, so I think that's a lot of fun yeah. to listen to the different types of music. How did you pick out Jingle Bob music? Um, well, actually, uh, I have been married two years ago. Hosted, um, uh, I can't. What's the name of it? We were at the Fort Worth Talk Show and Rodeo, and we did American Music and Poetry of the West, is what I think we called it. But it was I the uh-huh. company hosted event, and um. Jean Prescott was actually there, and she approached me about Jingle Bob music, and because we were even in 2018, that's how long we've been working on this, and it was January of 2018 that we how long we've been talking about recording, and so we, uh, Jean heard somehow I don't know how, but we had decided we wanted to eventually record a CD, and said you know um, I'd really like you to record Jingle Bob music. And she said she sent it over and I did, and I, I really loved it. And it's just a fun, easygoing song that, um, it's just good to listen to when you just need a little bit of happy music in your life. All right. Well, let's listen to some happy music right now. This is Jingle Bob music. (laughs) We're talking with Abby Payne. Jingle 
Jingle Bob music. Brand new from The Hidden Trail by Abby Payne. So fun. So, Abby, um, as I look at the CD liner notes, I see you've got a few folks that accompany you. We just heard a little fiddle on that one. You want to tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the folks that you've got playing with you on this CD? On the CD, I have um, I Brooke Wallace Deaton playing fiddle. She she is the okay. most amazing fiddle player that you can have on your CD, in my opinion. <laughs> and she's she's, she's just fabulous. She yeah, she's fabulous um, at what she does. And uh, she even did a harmony on a couple songs. And then I have Jeannie K Hill, uh, who did harmony as well. And she did steel guitar and all the other harmonica, all the other instruments you hear, she 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 did that, and she is such an amazing producer. Um, she's a great mentor too. I'm so grateful that I have these mentors in my life, and um, who just who worked with me, and they have such great music experience. So I'm very grateful for the CD that I built. And I see that Judy James was involved in this as well, which doesn't surprise me at all. You must have a wonderful relationship with her. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Judy James? Judy is I, – I I actually first met her when she took over the Buckaroos. I don't know. I met her a little bit before that, but um, I had been working um, with her, I think, maybe a couple months beforehand on, on my on voice. And um, she used to be a choir teacher, so I really trust her input on on vocal advice and everything. Um, and so I'd been working with her beforehand, and I don't know, just I after that, it just we I I really connected with her as a mentor, and she's just such a great person in my life. And and as as DJs go, she's been very very supportive, and all all the DJs I've I've talked to or been in contact with have been very supportive of my music, and it's just it's. Thank you guys too. You know, um, it's just it's a very great experience, and she's awesome as well. <laughs> I think um, Gary, do you still plan to do Cheyenne next? I Is do that... plan on doing Cheyenne next. Yes. You want to awesome. tell us just a little bit about Cheyenne before we play it? Another one by Joyce Woodson. Tell us a lot. Why? How yes. you chose that this one? This is another. This is another one by Joyce Woodson. Um, the the. I, I started doing this one uh, after I recorded that the three song EP that I did a couple years back, and um, I just think that this is the one that really it, everybody always complimented me on on this one on my singing, and uh, it really stuck with me. And I really learned how to sing the story of this as I as I kept as I kept going and and learning more about okay, no maybe maybe in the story he he felt this way or she felt this way. And I, I learned to adjust that as time went on. And it's, it's just a really, a really good story. Song. Well, this is another one by Joyce Woodson and it's being performed by Abby Payne. We'll be back in just a moment. Thank you. 
Cafe, and that is her song, Shy Ann. Abby, I got to tell you, you're kind of lighting up social media, folks that are listening to the show. And I even got an, got an email on my website just a minute ago that people are listening <laughs> all around the world. Yeah, all over the world. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, as, as I was listening to you sing, how old are you? I'm 18 now. You never ask a woman her age. Right. I, not not after they get to be 21, but it's okay if she's 18. But my question to you is this. Uh, what is your goal for music in your life? Would you like to be a performer, or what are your plans? Well, um, I am, I'm planning to go to college for music um, in the fall, Um and I'm right now. I'm kind of just seeing where it takes me, and I'm I'm grateful for everything that I've been able to do, and I'm so thankful for the opportunities that I've had. But I I I want to see where where I where college takes me with my music, and 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 what I get to do there. Um, right now, it's it's kind of just touching not touching go, but I I do want to just I'm just letting my CD do its thing, and I'm trying to. Um, take my time with it and really be grateful for the opportunities that I've had and be in the moment at the moment. Yeah. 
Well, your yeah. CD is doing okay, young lady, let me tell you. So <laughs> that you. should be encouraging. That should be encouraging. Well, it is, uh, it is a lot of fun talking with young artists that are getting started and to see people that are doing as well as you are. And so we look forward to hearing a lot more from you in the years to come. Uh, we're going to do a song right now that's called Traveling Soldier. Tell us about this song. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've always I've always loved the Dixie Chicks and and all their music. My mom used to always always play it in the car when we were going down the going down the road. And when I was coming up for when I when I was deciding on songs, I really wanted to do a patriotic song to honor, you know, our our soldiers and and for, for protecting our country and giving me the opportunity to even be able to perform and and do these and do these events and everything. Um, and I think Traveling Soldier really hones in on the loneliness of a soldier and just what we don't think about while they're gone and what, yes, they're gone, but what, what, what's going on in their mind, what is happening for them. And, and so I, I just really enjoy the way this song puts it in perspective of, you know, let's think about what can we do for them while they're gone. Well, this is Traveling Soldier. Let's take a listen. Two days past 18, he was waiting for the bus in his army green. Sat down in a booth, a cafe there, gave his order to a girl with a bow in her hair. He's a little shy, so she gave him a smile, and he said, Would you mind sitting down for a while and talking to me? I'm feeling a little low. That I'm off in an hour and I know where we can go So they went down and they sat on the pier Said I bet you got a boyfriend but I don't care I've got no one to send a letter to Would you mind if I sent one back here to you? I cried, never 
Hines was the piccolo player in the marching band. One name was Red, but nobody really cared. But a pretty little girl with a bow in her Soldier, Abby Peen, from her brand new CD. We've been having so much fun, <laughs> The Hidden Trail. Um, again, I'm just loving to see who you've chosen to um, perform. And, of course, the songwriter Cindy Walker made it onto your CD mm-hmm. with Wide Rolling Plains, which I think is going to mm-hmm. kind of wrap our time together. And um, I, I think you chose this also because of Liz Masterson. Do you want to chat a little bit about this song? Yes. So um, when I when I won the Crescendo Award, which I'm so grateful I did, that was such an amazing moment in my life. But when I won this, um, they actually they didn't announce this until we were either on stage or after the fact that I we when she passed away. Sadly, they um, she donated two in her two in her will. She donated two guitars for the next two crescendo winner uh, winners crescendo award winners. There we go. And um, so when that happened, we got the award, and we I got to choose one of the guitars. Um, and I I and I wanted to learn one that I would be able to play on that guitar. So I chose Wide Rolling Plains because I. Um, I wanted something upbeat, but I also wanted something to, you know, say, you know, thank you for somehow get it across to her. Thank you for, you know, um, donating this and, and allowing me to have one of your guitars. And, and just, it was just, you know, such a great opportunity to learn something that she has done before. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was well, really grateful to learn about, to learn more about her and, and just how, um, how much she'd done for IWMA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Liz yeah, she's was a super, lady. super lady, super super lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Well, tell us about how we can get hold of your music because I know everybody out there wants to get this new CD. So, how can we do that? <laughs> well, you can go to my website abbypainmusic.com and you can click on the CD or music tab i believe there's either music or cd tab you can click there you can um email me that you would like one or i think it sends you i don't know my mom set this all up she she's been my manager (laughs) she's been my person through she's been through my thick and thin with music and so it's either music or cd but you click on the tab and it'll send you you can email me from your cd or for a cd um and we will somehow get it to you um or you can go to my Abby Linden Payne Music page on Facebook and uh, reach out to us there and we will definitely send you a copy because I, I want to give everybody a copy of the CD. I'm so proud of it. 
And will you sign it for everybody? Oh, yes, of course. I I will gladly sign my CD for you guys. <laughs> All right. That is so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> and we're looking forward to seeing you next year at the IWMA convention in Albuquerque. So uh, how many years have you been? Um, I believe it's been uh, – I'm trying to think. I think I went – the one the year that I won was I think my second year that I had gone, but I'd been a member since 2016 I believe. Oh, since you were an old and lady. So, and a thrill for so, me was meeting you was um, actually being a little more face face on last year when you performed mm-hmm. at the New Mexico chapters youth showcase uh, right before the. Uh, convention that I got to MC and that was just so fun that night. I I'll never forget that yes. night. Really special. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was well, a really good crowd there that night too. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Well you have been so much to visit with today, Abby, and we look forward to having you back on the Campfire Cafe. And we're gonna close this segment of the show out right now with your wide rolling planes. Abby, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. I had such a great time. All right. We'll be back in just a moment. I want to ride, ride and yodel while I'm riding on those wide rolling planes. I want to ride, ride and ride with cowboy beside me on those wide rolling planes. Let the world go by need the sunny Time it is now, don't you? 
Uh, it's time for Saddle Up America. It is time for Saddle Up America. So when we come back, we're going to be talking with our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole, today on Saddle Up America. I want to ride, ride and yodel while I'm riding on those walls. Up at the crack of dawn, putting those big boots on, pulling those calves in the snow has left them tired. There's tension in the air as he thinks of the critters out there. The grazing's gone, the winter has hit them hard. Cowboy, great American cowboy, big high boots. Stetson hat and a leather vest. Cowboy, great American cowboy. With a horse and a rope and a gun, he tamed the wind. Now he's up at the crack of dawn, putting those woolies on. The wind's so cold, the chills are running down his back. Cattle ranges rose, and every little dogie knows he's an angel of mercy mounted on a horse's back. Cowboy, great American cowboy, big high boots, sets and hat on a leather vest. Cowboy, great American cowboy. With a horse and a rope and a gun, he tamed the wind. Now he's up at the crack of dawn, pitching that saddle on. Storming hard and things are looking mighty grim. There's a long ride ahead that day, chopping ice and a feeding hay. Cause he knows every critter's life depends on him. Cowboy, great American cowboy, big high boots, Stetson hat and a leather vest. Cowboy, great American cowboy, with a horse and a rope and a gun, he tamed the wind. Well, he's up at the crack of dawn, putting that Stetson on. And for the daddy of them all to celebrate Well, he busts out of the shoes Riding that quad galoo Smiling and a-rolling his own as he counts to eight Cowboy, great American cowboy Big high boots, sets and hat and a leather vest Cowboy Great American cowboy With a horse and a rope and a gun He tamed the wind Cowboy Great American cowboy Big high boots Stetson hat and a leather vest Cowboy Great American cowboy With a horse and a rope and a gun He tamed the wind with a horse and a rope and a gun, he tamed the wind. 
website and your Facebook page, and I just posted a photo since you were talking about um, um, working with some packers. And you know, you're you're an expert packer yourself, so I thought it was interesting. Um, you were sharing, you had a couple. I put, I just put one picture up. I think it was of maybe Celeste with the gentleman. They're 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 tying down a big green some kind of big green thing. <laughs> <laughs> Watched yeah. that video on, on the cinch. I thought that was so uh, was on the cinch, right? I thought that was so interesting. Wasn't you know? it though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, oh, here the I have to go back and notate. This was the basket hitch that. Um, oh, the basket hitch. Yeah, the basket hitch. <laughs> there you go. There, there are a million. So, so here's the scoop on on packing and. And Bobby, Fall, you are so kind. I am not an expert packer by any means. I don't even call myself a packer. <laughs> I, I, I can I can get camp in and, and, and out and keep myself safe, but the guys that, that are that are, are really in into it, they make it an art. Uh, so yeah, I I, I I can get my stuff in and out, but I am no expert. Uh, but keep saying I am because I really love to hear it. Uh, <laughs> speak it into speak it speak it into existence. Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. So, as somebody who just doesn't know anything, I look at this photo of this big green, like I say, sort of box. So, mm-hmm. um, and I can't really see that you know the the hitch that they're making. But what would go? What would you put in that size in that box? and shape? Yeah, what would yeah, what, what, what do you what do you put in a big green thing? Yeah. Do I put my well, boots and, and hat and you know <laughs> my you my know, gear it, for tomorrow in there or what do I put in there? <laughs> yeah, you'd put everything that you wanna you wanna take uh camping. So you know, your food, uh your sleeping bag, your tent, um, all the equipment for for the ponies. I mean, think about all the stuff that we have to take take just to take care of the critters. Um, so our Highline stuff, some grooming stuff, first aid kits. The list gets quite long and, and involved in, in short order. Uh, it's nice to have a you know spare set underwear, so those will go in there too. Uh, That's a good thing. Just, yeah, just all those little bits and bobs that you might want to take. Um, so think about everything. When, when you go to a hotel, and so you have all of your stuff, clothes, toiletries, all that good stuff, that all goes, as well as the bed and, and the linens and the roof and and the bathroom and all that. And then the same thing for your pony. So a whole bunch of stuff fits in those boxes. Okay, so you obviously need, you know, we would need more than the one that they happen to be tying, uh, tying or hitching or whatever they're doing, uh, the proper terms. You would, you would need to have. I would need to have multiples of those in order to carry everything, even if I just had travel sizes. Um, everything that you just ran down in that list. Um, you would you would need to have more than one of those. I was. I yeah. Think. Well, it depends on how comfortable you want to be. <laughs> right, or if you're overnight or not overnight. I guess. You exactly. Exactly. A day, a day trip. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So so there, yeah so multiple boxes. There was, 
There was another hitch they were doing, the double diamond. Now, when the do you diamond. use the, Yeah, when do you use the basket versus the double diamond? Oh, now you're getting into the weeds. So <laughs> getting technical. So, yeah. yeah, so the 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 basket hitch um is a way to hold those Box just to keep those boxes from sliding down your your horse's side. It just keeps them up on top. And then the diamond hitch kind of throw connects the two boxes together and turns it into one cohesive unit. Where with just the basket hitch, you've got two boxes kind of swinging back and forth, doing their own thing, you know, bebopping down the trail. Um, And then you throw the double diamond on top of that. And now instead of two units bouncing around down the trail, you have one cohesive thing Got it. that doesn't bounce and bebop down the trail. So if you were going hiking, would you want your backpack flopping all over the place as you walk? You know, and, and if – if it were flopping all over, that would be the basket. But if you had it had those straps snugged in tight, you know, so it's not moving every time you take a step, that's a lot more comfortable for you. As and then if you just convert that over to the critters, it's a lot more comfortable from them because they're not constantly having to, you know, compensate for this thing that that's moving. So you just kind of lock everything down into into one one unit just to make things easier on the critters. And it looks yeah, really cool. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so it looks like they they have a, some type of a canvas or some kind of material, too, that goes over the boxes, and that's also helping them stay secure together. Is that covering? Yeah, well, the, 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 the tarp, it's a manti tarp, tarp, it's a heavy canvas tarp. And what that does is, there's this thing called rain, and I don't know about you guys, but but we get some rain here, and and that tarp kind of acts as a rain cover, if you will, for the most part, and it, and it keeps, you know, it it, it helps with Every, with the load, but for the most part, it's keep the rain off. Everything stays dry that way. Everything stays dry that way. If done correctly. If done correctly, <laughs> that's right. So how does Celeste like packing? Uh, she enjoys and who's the better, food. You or her? Who's better, you or her, at packing? <laughs> oh heavens, that that that's a hard one. Uh, Celeste is definitely more patient than I, and much more thorough than I. But but she's still working on the on that uh, upper body strength to 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 get the box up there a little bit. So I'm not going to say she's yeah, she is better, but I can I can throw the boxes around just a little bit easier until she starts going to the gym again. That's what that's what she's got you for. You can throw the boxes around. You yeah, can throw pretty the much. I, I'm dumb labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to take a break and come back. I want to talk a little bit about some of the the uh, highlining that you have been talking about because you have changed over the years in the methods oh, that yeah. you use to highline and. Um, so more folks out in the West will be packing, but back here in the East and the West, people do high lines. So let's take a listen to this by Joni Harms. 
It's one called Bell Star, and we're going to come back and talk with Bobby's favorite trailmeister, Mr. Robert Eversole, in just a moment on Saddle of America. In a velvet dress, she'd ride through town, shooting at the sky. She loved to drink and gamble, and play her old piano. Great ruckus like the West had never seen. She'd steal your horse, not your cattle, and she always rode side saddle. Dallas came to love the band. But a great big Cherokee Indian Was the one whose name she chose to be her own Belle Star knew all us outlaws From Texas back to Arkansas We hid out in the rolling hills Of her Oklahoma home We loved to drink and gamble She'd play her own piano Raise ruckus like the West had never seen She'd steal your horse, not your cattle and she always rode side saddle. Dallas came to love the bandit queen. She knew the James gang and the Youngers. The shotgun put her under. Fired by Edgar Watson. A coward, not a man. Her sweet daughter tried to save her. But the Dallas morning paper said they buried her in a pine box and put her pistol in her hand. Bobby may have a little bell star in her. I'm not sure. But, uh, we share a so common Robert, name. You do. You do, Bell. <laughs> but uh, I, I had thought about that. That's true. Hey, Robert, we talked about uh, highlines in the past, but you apparently have changed some of your methods over the years. Let's talk a little bit about highlines and how they work yeah. and what you're doing with those now. Yeah, so somebody watched the video, hooray. Uh, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, when we first started camping with horses, you know, most places out here don't have corrals, so you got to secure them someplace because they're like toddlers and they'll wander off and get into mischief. And the way I was doing it, you know, heavens, 10, 12 years ago uh, is a lot different than, than how I do it now, uh, mostly because I'm lazy and I try to find easier, <laughs> easier ways to do things. Uh, so, yeah, so I put a video out, I guess that was perhaps last week or the week before, on, on, on Highlines. And it just kind of goes through how I set them up now 
and 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 the whys. I I, I cannot remember, you know, just like the hitches we were talking about earlier. I can't remember all the different knots, and I'm and I'm unwilling to try most of the time. So uh, a system that allows me to um, safely secure my critters overnight with the least amount of pieces, parts, and the yeah. least amount of things to learn is, is 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 gangbusters for me. So 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 yeah, so that's that. You you want to talk about the pieces, parts? We can talk about the piece of parts. Just describe a highline for folks that may be listening and they've never used one before. Oh yeah. So a highline is, at, at its heart, a rope in between two stout objects. Be those trees, trailers, big rocks, you know, a dog. Uh, <laughs> but two two things that won't move. Uh, and and that's really the heart. And to to that rope. You know, that strong rope that's tied to two things that don't move, that's what we tie our ponies to overnight or taking a break. They're on the East Coast. I know in Pennsylvania, if you're on state state lands there in Pennsylvania, you have to use a high line. There's no tying to trees for lunch. They want you okay. to set up a, a high line or or what's more commonly called, I guess, a, a picket line, which is a high line done low. Uh, right. Even for... For uh, for lunch breaks, which I think is a good thing, you know, when you when you tie straight to a tree, your ponies are going to without fail start pawing, which gets into the root system of the tree. Mine are starving to death, so they like to chew on the bark, which hurts the tree. You know, we want to be good stewards of the areas that we're in, so you know, a, a well done high line prevents all those issues, and it really puts uh, the horse world in, in good light. Right. Right. So, so yeah. So, at its heart, it's a rope between two two objects. Um, but like that most moves, unlike that a dog. Move. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so, you know, most things that seem simple, you know, can get a little bit more complicated. If we just tied a rope in between two trees, that rope is going to cause friction. And and cut through the bark of the tree in short order and hurt the tree. I didn't know this, but um, in in doing some research, because I'm like that, did you know that the living part of the tree is just a couple cells thick immediately under that bark? Most of the tree is dead. I did not uh, know that. We've got the the cambium and the xylem layers, and it's it's the tree circulatory system, and it's like I said, right underneath that bark. So, you know, in spite of them being huge, giant things, they're, they're kind of relatively fragile. So yeah, we use are. these things called tree saver straps. And that's just, you know, I'm, heavens, I make mine myself out of seatbelt webbing. And it just distributes that pressure from the high line so you don't hurt the tree. I thought that was kind of nifty. Uh, uh, that is kind of nifty. You know, I, I geek out about stuff like that. So, yeah. so we use tree saver straps to save the trees, and then we tie a rope to those tree saver straps. And um, I think a high line should be tight. You know, like if you if you flick it with your finger, it ought to hum a little bit. Right. Um, because I have seen more wrecks than I care to think about from high lines being loose and saggy. Um, imagine. You know, I'm sure if you've ever strung a high line, you, you know, you've had challenges. You know, we all have. Right. Um, but a 1,000-pound animal 
getting wrapped up in a in a rope that's got you know three four thousand pound tensile strength. That's that's it's not a good thing. That's right. I I set my high lines up as high as I can get. You know, for me, it puts out to about seven feet or so, just so the ponies can walk around underneath. Um, and then just as tight as I can, because, you know, the rope's going to stretch a little bit overnight. And by the time morning comes and dew and stuff, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to loosen up a little bit. But I try to uh, have it loosen as little as possible. So for me, I use what's called... A, um, I just make a pulley, a poor man's pulley. Who is who? Who invented that? Aristotle was the philosopher. Uh, Archimedes. They oh, really? Do that? Uh, yeah, Archimedes. What? What did he say? Give Give me a long enough lever, and I could move the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he came up with the idea thousands of years ago. Um, and we're just using his principle to increase our strength. I, I use a two-to-one system. So, you know, it works really well. And, I, you know, even even though I use this, this pulley system because it's cheap uh, and easy, you know, you could just as easily do it, you know, with a, with a, with a ratchet strap or something like that. Um, it just doesn't look as cool. So... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you use to keep that high line tight, you know, I think it's important for the safety of our animals. It's kind of what it boils down to. It is. Uh, is. And then, you know, we have, once we've got that that stout rope up and tight, um, then we have to figure out, well, how are we going to attach our ponies to it? You know, can I, you know, can I just tie the rope straight, you know, the lead rope straight to the, the high line? And I guess I could. But that's going to cause some other issues, you know. As they walk around, I did a bad, bad thing last year. Oh a no! Bad, bad thing. Um, I, I, I don't know if we talked about it or not. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we did. Uh, so I was in. I have said for years that if my animals can turn right, they can turn left on the high line, and I don't need right. no stinking swivels. So I just right. I am up there and. And and it's worked great until it didn't. And oh, what uh, happened? Uh, he got his lead all twisted up, and he, he his head was pulled so high up. He had a very Ruger that is had a very very long evening. Wow. Um, Ellie, my pack mule, no problems at all. I think she just goaded him, and and to, you know you can go one more one more one more time around. Because uh, you know, girl meats are like that. I think. Um, but yeah, he he had twisted that. I mean, if you if you think about twisting a rope, you know, after so long, it starts knotting up on itself and shortening up, you know. And right. that's what happened to his lead line. And by morning, you know, by five by five thirty, when I was getting up to, you know, take him down to water and get him to graze, he, he had move. that lead. Yeah, he 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 was in a bad place. Wow, and it, it wow. was so tight, it was either cut cut the rope, or um, un- untie his halter. And thankfully, I was able to untie the halter. Otherwise, I was going to have to cut that lead. Um, but yeah, so ever since then, I have used swivels on okay. on the high line just so that they can turn and it and it, and it spins. Um, you know, I'm I'm big on using things that are perhaps a little over-engineered 
for what they're going to experience. Uh-huh. But I'd rather I'd re- I, I like that little extra bit of of security that it gives me. So I use climbing grade carabiners as well as the swivels, and you could get a lot cheaper. It's just you know sometimes when you get cheaper, you get cheaper. Uh, <laughs> so so but since then I've um, put swivels on everything, and and it's worked out quite well uh, so far. I have. They've only been on the on this new system because this year is odd. Um, uh, what three, four times so far, and most of those have been in the backyard. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've so got, how do you, uh, how do you uh, how do you attach the swivels to the rope? Oh, so there's different ways. I use what's called a pressing knot, which is just a length of cord. And you ever play with those uh, Chinese finger traps and you stick your finger in them and you try to pull it out and it kind of grips down? I have. Yeah. This is the, 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 the knot equivalent to that. It's called a friction hitch. This, this Austrian surgeon back in the early days uh, invented it for when he was a mountain climber, uh, Dr. Prusik, and he invented this friction hitch so that when he fell into crevasses, he could rescue himself. So if a mountain climber can put all of their weight and, and use this system to, or use this knot to climb out of a crevasse, and search and rescue units use them to this day as well. Okay. Um, you know, so like um, uh, equine rescue units, uh, search and rescue, high angle rescue uh, type folks, uh, if they can use them on the vertical plane, we can use them on the horizontal plane to, to move our ponies. And the reason I like them is, one, I can make it out of my shoelace if I have to. But, two, okay. if I want to move the ponies, I just take the, uh, the slack out of it, or, or I guess introduce a little bit of slack. I take the tension out, and I can just slide it with my fingers up and down that rope. Have you ever put an animal on a high line and it was too close to a tree or another critter? You know, I you have. wanted to move it just a little bit? I have. The Prusik makes makes it easy. There, there's a lot of gadgets out there that, if you wanted to move move it like that, you'd have to drop the high line so that you could take it off and physically move it, right? Right. So with the Prusik, you just slide it, and as soon huh. as the pony puts any tension on it, it locks down. You know. Right. So to to my mind, it makes it a lot more versatile, uh, as well as a heck of, heck of a lot more or heck of a lot less expensive. You know, those gadgets, you know, you get a stainless steel one, um, you know, with, with with the cheap swivel on it, and heavens, that that's a six-pack of, of beer. You know? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so I, I can get some, some cord and, and, and make one, you know, for – for a couple cents, or just unlace one of my one of my boots. So <laughs> I like cheap and versatile. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. So, so now go ahead. Well, so that's that's how I do it in a nutshell. Of course, you you can go to to the, well, you can go to the, to the to the website, and and both the video and and the, the written directions are are on there. I think I think the I think I've called it a, the Highline Revised or something like that, but it's what I've been doing, you know, for for quite a while, and it's easy, it's cheap, and to my mind, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot safer than some other quote-unquote solutions that I've seen out there. So it okay. works for me. Okay. 
Well, that's good, and it's important to have your high line set up right. I've had horses that have gotten a leg over the rope when it's become too slack. And, and yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever had. I've had one that slipped his halter and got out, and it's really kind uh, of freaky yep. when you look out the trailer window and you see your horse wandering around the campground. You know, <laughs> that's not a lot of fun. Not a lot. Exactly. Of fun. Yeah, I like the halters that that have the reflective stuff woven into them, so I yeah. can just shine my flashlight. And if I see if I see four reflections, I know I'm okay. And if I don't, mm-hmm. I know I I know I may have a long walk ahead of me. <laughs> do you like your horse close to you on a high line, or do you like him in a stall somewhere? Uh, I I think a high line is 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 the safer thing. Well. Let, let me back up. I guess stalls are wonderful because they're they're easy, but I think we've all used stalls that perhaps uh, needed some repairs that they didn't get. Right. Um, so if I come across a, a, a stall or a corral that you know is, is not up to to Ruger's high standards, then I'll put them on a high line. Okay. Um, it, but as far as close or near, me I like them. Close enough that I can see them, yep. but far enough that they can't keep me up at night. Ruger snores <laughs> and paws. So, you know, for, 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 for me, a, a good distance is maybe maybe 100 feet or so. I can okay. see them, but they can't keep me up. Now, Celeste, she likes hers a little bit closer. And, and well, Ed, kind of like the gentleman her. that I visited, hmm? I said I'm kind of like her. I like a horse close to where I can look out and feel like I'm really being part of the whole experience, you know. Well, there you go. And that's the beauty of horse camping because both ways are right. I'll just get better sleep. (laughs) 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 Uh, You know, it's it's whatever works, you know, this and whether I do something or, or, or not doesn't. I always tell people, you know, this is how I do it. It doesn't make it right. It's just how I do it, and, you know, your mileage may vary. It's all that's about right. uh, um, what we're comfortable with. Me? Well, that's a, Yeah. You like sleep. I do, you like and food. Sleep. Yeah, and food, and food. Hey, Bobby, you had a good question. You had a topic that you wanted to address. Oh, um, yes. Um, Robert, you have a, a kind of a fundraising connection through Amazon. Do you want to chat about that for a moment? Yeah, yeah, I would. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I need everybody's help uh, with with the virus and, and and COVID and and the cancellation of of expos and the clinics and stuff. Um, I have a. Um, an Amazon link at the top of every single page of the website. And, you know, we've all, especially now, we're all using Amazon, um, you know, to, to get stuff because I, we don't want to go to the stores anymore. If right. You could, if, if, if our listeners could go, you know, before you go to Amazon, if you could go to Amazon through the Trailmeister website, you know, just type in trailmeister.com. At the very top is a big Amazon banner ad. Just click that and then place your order. It doesn't cost you anything more. 
um, you know, the, 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 the prices stay the same, but I get a, a small commission, which helps me keep the lights on during these times. Um, so, so yeah, if, if you need to make a, uh, an Amazon order, please go to trailmeister.com first, click on that Amazon ad, and then place your order. Like I said, it won't cost anything more. Um, I get, a, a, like I said, a, a small commission for sending you to them from Trailmeister, and uh, it lets me keep helping people get out on the trails and in camp with their ponies. Oh, that's great. That is great. So there's no reason not to do that. It doesn't cost you any more. And, uh, and you know, Robert, right now with this virus going on, whether it's people that are in the horse world or whether in the music world, everybody is suffering some financial loss right now. And so everything that we can do to help, uh, whether it be a performer or whether it be somebody in the horse world like Robert is, do what you can. And uh, and, and especially when it doesn't cost you any more. So I think that's great. Bobby, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. Yeah. I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> and and you can pay her her commission after the show, so that'll be okay. There you go. <laughs> I do it all uh, for free out of love. That's but, the best one. Yeah. That is the best Yeah, way. visit visit Trailmeister for before you go to Amazon. <laughs> uh so, so where are you and Celeste heading next? Into the Pesaton? Uh I'm going into the Pesaton. Uh I think it's two weeks. And we're gonna be up there for just a couple days. Uh not okay. not long. Uh I got I gotta I gotta get Coco out. You know, the the new mule. Yeah. It, I've been been dragging her around and getting her, you know, all together here. Uh, the Pesaton is, is kind of high, and it's right next to the Canadian border, so we'll still run into into snow, but it's getting into the time where you can actually get up there. So we're going to go up there for, what, three or four days, I think, uh, just a short trip. And then I'm going to go up again um, a couple weeks after that. So that will be a little bit longer trip. Try to get some uh, trail work done with Backcountry Horsemen. That will be a, a really good thing. Try to cut out some of these trails that haven't been uh, cleared in, in quite a while. And so, yeah, it's going to be a, a little bit slower slower summer than usual. And in some ways, it's kind of a nice thing. Um, but certainly want to pack those trips as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking the other day, I guess it was last week, we were talking about the fact that it's kind of nice in some regards for people not keeping as busy a schedule as they normally have uh, yeah. just so they can get some things done that they want to do, whether it's writing songs or whether it's uh, packing, you know, and helping backcountry mm-hmm. horsemen. But, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. But, but yeah, we'll be going in there. And like I said, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a nifty place. I generally go into Montana quite often during the summer because I can be I can be in Tennessee and talk about the Bob and people people have heard about it. Yeah. You know, if I'm in Tennessee and I talk about the Pesaton, I get looks and what did he say? So, <laughs> what country you know, is that in? Yeah. Exactly. So it's a it's a it's a smaller, lesser known wilderness area, but I think it's really nifty. Some dear friends from Backcountry Horsemen introduced me to it a few years back. 
and I try to go there, you know, maybe once, twice a year uh, when I can. Um, unlike the Bob, because it's not as well known, you you can easily be in for, for a week and not see anybody, which I think is yeah. kind of nifty. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. you, your ponies, um, it's kind of kind of a nifty thing. For, for Bobby to be, you know, Bobby, her... Her many many ponies and you know the, the Taj Mahal, <laughs> you know. The, it takes a few ponies to get the glam, the glamping trip packed in, but it's doable. Yeah, uh, I can see I can see Bobby trying to put a pack on her briar horse now, so that should be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that be you know, I, I've got one of those. I've got one of those horses on springs. You know. Oh. <laughs> Bobby be running around trying to find a current bush to plug her plug her hair dryer in. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. You know, hey. Robert, not to change subject, but one yeah. of the fun videos that you put up is the is the two mules that are that are, seem to be having some fun with each other. I see and oh, yeah. uh, and Oko. Um what a fun what were they doing? Well, so so ponies have emotions just like we do, and and ponies that are that are friends will groom each other, and you know so so the way they groom each other is you know they they since they don't have the opposable thumb, they uh, they nibble on each other's necks, and and if they're doing that, they're they're kind of happy and 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 they're friends. If they're not friends. You know, I guess one would try and the other would would, would kick them or, or bite them, bite them. But yeah, they're 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 grooming one another. So fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah that was uh, Coco and Minning. Well, oh, Robert Eversole. Oh, okay, I get it. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, has a great Facebook page. You can follow him on Facebook. You're on, are you on any other social media? No, I used to be, and I guess I guess I'm still on because I never deleted them. But Facebook's yeah. not the only thing that I can keep keep track of on my own. <laughs> I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. So he's got a great Facebook page, a lot of video on there, and and uh, and of course the Trailmeister.com, where you can order all of your Amazon goods and uh, help out there. But he's got a great great website, so you can keep up to date with all the information that you need right there. See some great video and um, keep up with what you can with the trails right now. And I know that's hard to do right now as things keep changing, but uh, a little trail bit, but you know what I'm, Yep. Yep. Thank you. I, I forgot to tell you, guess what I'm doing today. What are you doing? I am making sawdust today. I am. I got the, I got the tools out in the barn and I found some lumber I am making a loom to make my own cinches. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. So next <laughs> next month we need to catch up on how you're doing with all of those things. But uh, maybe we, we can will. talk about how you're making cinches. Anyway, Robert, always great to have have you on the show. You're so much fun, and you are absolutely the favorite guest that we have on Saddle Up America when Bobby is with us and uh, <laughs> she checks all that out pretty good trailmeister.com robert Eversole. thanks robert appreciate you being with us today thank you gary bobby take care I'll talk to you next month
All right, right now let's take a listen to Uh a great song from Mr. John Chandler. It's one called The Spanish Peaks. We'll be back in just a moment with Miss Bobby Bell. The ancients knew the mountains, the great twin peaks that grew from the dusty plains to touch the sky. They were sacred, the Wahataya. Conquistadores came searching for gold and humanity to vanquish. Their eyes fell upon the peaks, and they were humbled by the mountain's majesty. Their descendants look upon the Wahatoya of Colorado and call them the Spanish Peaks. As the campfire burned to ashes And the moon rose in the sky I awoke before the dawn's light A tear ran down my cheek I dreamed of home and family There beneath the Spanish peak On the trail from Santa Fe Where plains and mountains meet And the rivers cut through canyons And the air is fresh and sweet I carved my life in granite I let my roots run deep I found the only peace I've known There beneath the Spanish peak The wind blows hard and heavy Tears a hole right through my soul I long to take the road that leads back actually, you know, gone that fast. 
Some days it goes pretty quickly. Some days it goes pretty quickly. Yeah. Hey, I want to mention yeah. real quickly that uh, Equestrian Legacies Rendezvous 2020 is coming up here in Tennessee. We moved the date from June because of the COVID-19 situation to the last weekend in October, the last weekend in October. And so uh, we'll be practicing social distancing. It's going to be a whole lot of fun with three days of trail riding and music and Mustang auctions and just a ton, a ton of fun. So you can check that out. And then we've already announced the dates for 21. And Bobby, this year we're going to be back in Tennessee again in June. And then this year we're going to Bryce Canyon in September. And so it is just going to be a whole lot of fun uh, with trail riding both in the east and the west. So that's Rendezvous East and Rendezvous West is what we're calling that now. And uh, you can visit on Facebook Rendezvous 2020 National Trail Ride and follow all the information there. And also on our website at equestrianlegacy.net, just go and click on Rendezvous 2020 there as well. So uh, a lot of exciting things coming up for the rest of this year and into the new year. And I'm kind of thinking that there are a lot of folks that are want to get want to get out and uh, and do some social distancing on the trails and then enjoy some great music and other events that will be taking place at Rendezvous 2020 this fall. So what's going on with uh, Out West? I notice you've got some kind of contest going. <laughs> we have a couple things going um, at the Out West Shop Facebook page. Out West is one word and then shop. Uh, right at the top of the page, there's a contest uh, free to enter. There's a couple things you have to do to enter, and it's all about Route 66. And the winner will receive a four-piece prize package of three great books and a ladies' Liberty Wear T-shirt. And then um, next week, our guest on Saddle Up America is a dear friend of mine, Nancy Pitchford, and she's the founder of Blue Star Ranch. Um, it's an equine therapy ranch that works um, really only with veterans. And like all nonprofits, they're um, a bit challenged with all their fundraisers having to be canceled um, pretty much. And so Out West Shop is partnering with Blue Star Ranch, and we're offering 20% of our Hero Collection merchandise goes to Blue Star uh, ranch the month of July, and we've got a contest going along with that as well. Um, and um, I wanted to say something else about that, which is just flowing out of my mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> let, let me say, you know, when, yeah, yeah, she's going to be she's going to be on the show next week. She's going to be our yeah, guest on Saddle Up America next yes. week. So be sure and yes. tune in for that. Yes. But yep. you you so you, you, you thought of what you were going to say. Yeah, you thought a lot about what you were going to say. What was it you were going to say? Well, in the beginning, we launched the Hero Collection before the virus even was part of our lives. And our initial um, donation went to the um, Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee to um, because of the tornadoes that had flown through there. 
And then our next month, we donated to the Salvation Army of Albuquerque, and now um, we're doing this for Blue Star Ranch. So it's a big part of what Out West Shop is trying to do in these times um, to support nonprofits, um, knowing what the need is, the great need there is right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great thing that you're doing, and uh, and for our listeners out there, be sure and visit Out West Shop because they've got some great merchandise that you're going to want to have as well. So, if you're a horseman, if you're an entertainer, go over to Out West Shop and uh, and just load up. Things are going to open up again soon for the entertainers, hopefully, and uh, it's already opened up for the horse people, so you can get out and enjoy all of that. So who is going to be our guest on the show next week? So next week on Campfire Cafe, we've got Paula Erling Williamson, really um, that multi-talented performer with us on Campfire Cafe. And then, of course, I just announced, who do we have again on Saddle Up America, Gary? Well, you tell us. You tell us. Uh, okay, we have uh, Nancy Pitchford Z, uh, a dear friend, got my radio start as a co-host with her on a show she had for oh, I don't know, four or five years called Around the Barn, and so delighted to be hosting her next week on Saddle Up America. All right, so it is going to be a lot of fun, <clears throat> and I want to remind folks that you can go and listen to season one of the living room sessions on our website. We had 11 shows with some fantastic entertainers. And so right now you can go and listen to the season one, catch all 11 shows. You can binge listen if you want to, but just some great shows there. And uh, we'll be back with the living room sessions again with live shows in August, but we're going to take a break from that. And of course we'll be back with uh Campfire Cafe in Saddle of America beginning next week. That all starts at noon Central Standard Time on Thursdays. So, Bobby, we're going to kind of wrap things up today. It's been a fun, fun show. And uh, look forward to being back with you on the trail again next week on the Campfire Cafe. Right now, let's listen to a great song by a good friend of ours, Miss Dawn Anita Plumley, And it's one that she did called Riding Rainbows. Thanks for listening, and Bobby, we'll see you next week on the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. I was flying high above old Amarillo town. My head was in the clouds, and my feet were hanging down. If I'd have had him in the stern, well, I might have not got thrown Well, I bit the dust, but I'm back up, raring to go I'm back to riding rainbows again A cowgirl keeps getting on until she finally wins Put a bridle on another dream and saddle up the wind I'm back to riding rainbows Again. Well, I've rolled into the buzzer and I've had my share of fall. I've been in the winter circle, I've been raked off against the wall. Some men miss all the pleasure, just trying to dodge the pain. 
While they're searching for the sunshine, I'll be dancing in the rain. I'm back to riding rainbows again. A cowgirl keeps getting on until she finally wins. Put a bridle on another dream and saddle up the wind. I'm back to riding rainbows again. It's not the part of gold that makes me go the extra mile. Just the more I lose, the more the winning seems worthwhile. I'm back to riding rainbows again. A cowgirl keeps getting on until she finds a wing. Put a bridle on another dream and saddle up the wind. I'm back to riding rainbows again. Put a bridle on. I'm back to ride